Good morning, everybody. We have a sharply lower trade in the grain markets here early on Thursday morning. It is 6.30 a.m. Central Time. July corn futures down 18 cents at 6.55. December corn is down 16 and three quarters at 5.55 and three quarters. July soybeans down 20 and a half cents at 14.28. November soybeans down 24 and a half cents at 13.18 and three quarters. July Chicago wheat down nine and a quarter at 653 and a half. July Kansas City wheat down 11 and three quarters at 599. July spring wheat down two cents at 758 and a quarter. If you are listening on the podcast, as always, appreciate it. Leave me a review or a rating if you have not already. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you like the channel. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Those subscriptions are creeping up. So really appreciate it, guys. It helps this channel to grow and, and helps me to keep doing this. So really appreciate that. If you need some additional assistance from me, go to my website. It is www.standardgrain.com. You can go to that website and click on Grain Marketing Plan here in the upper right-hand corner. For $49 a month, I offer a subscription service. It includes a whole bunch of information. Uh, my morning email goes out every business day at 6.30 a.m. Central Time. My text message service goes out a couple times a day with market updates. Subscriber-only videos are also sent via text, and that's been a real popular feature that I've been doing here as of late. Uh, Subscriber-only videos, which are typically two to three minutes long, covering everything from chart updates to grain marketing, cash grain sales, capture and carry, all sorts of stuff. This is a standalone monthly subscription for $49 a month. You can cancel it at any time. No other fee, no other obligation whatsoever. Certainly check that out. To get into the news here this morning, I believe that weather is and continues to be uh, the biggest issue that uh, we are dealing with. There were some rains that moved over uh, the state of Iowa, or western Iowa rather, overnight. And uh, as recently as yesterday, some of the weather models uh, were not necessarily suggesting that. But here's the uh, rain totals for uh the last 24 hours and you can see that there's a band there over western iowa that caught some rain the euro model uh which changed a little bit yesterday the euro model turned drier the gfs was still wetter um in any case these rains did hit overnight this is observed uh rainfall on my screen here you can see there are some areas of western iowa that caught a tenth of an inch, but there were a few pockets that might have caught two inches, and I have not heard reports in regard to official totals yet, but when you've got this sort of rain uh, pushing across Iowa, uh, southern Minnesota, into southern Wisconsin, uh, probably toward Illinois here, uh, this is a bearish deal this time of year, certainly. The weather forecasts still look kind of bearish to me. Um, here's the next seven days, according to the Weather Prediction Center, and you can see all sorts of rain for central and eastern areas of the Corn Belt. Uh, again, the northern plains and the southern plains left notably dry. Six to ten day, uh, again, you're looking for wetter than normal for a lot of the Corn Belt, uh, cooler than normal for a lot of the Corn Belt. I think it's about early next week that you'll see these cooler temperatures, below normal temperatures, roll into the Corn Belt. Again, the northern plains in particular, you look at North Dakota uh, during the six to ten day period, below normal precipitation by quite a bit. Very, very little rainfall expected up there. Eight to 14 day looks kind of similar but offers a little bit more rain perhaps for some western areas, Nebraska, South Dakota, North Dakota, again, notably dry, uh, far southern plains, again, notably dry. So um, in general, 
in general, I think that the market is looking at these forecasts and what happened here over the last 24 hours and saying this is a bearish deal. Uh, that that shift in the euro model yesterday toward a drier pattern, I think, helped the market to rebound yesterday. We did see that intraday rebound. But uh, when these rains hit uh, overnight and they're still on the radar here this morning, uh, that's a negative deal. Some U.S. lawmakers are urging the EPA to reject any biofuel exemption for oil refiners. Uh, Democratic U.S. congressional members, including Senate and House members from Illinois, Iowa, and Minnesota, sent a letter yesterday to the EPA. The letter urges the EPA to reject any action that would exempt oil refiners from obligations to blend biofuels. This is uh, kind of a follow-up to last week's news that the Biden administration and the EPA were seeking ways to essentially exempt uh, oil refiners from their their obligations to blend biofuels. And there was some scary language that I've discussed at length uh, in that report last week. This was the quote from the letter. We support your efforts to address climate change, but we are concerned that rolling back the RFS obligation for refiners directly contradicts this work. They went on to say, following through on the actions reportedly under discussion would directly undermine your commitment to address climate change and restore integrity to the RFS, and we urge you to reject them. So again, this is going to be another round in the battle between oil and uh, uh, the biofuel lobby, I suppose. Uh, we'll see what happens, but that's the latest there. Ethanol production in the United States declined last week. EIA pegged weekly ethanol output at 1.025 million barrels per day, down 3.9% on the week and down 5.2% versus the same week in 2019. A sharp increase in gasoline demand. Uh, gasoline demand was up 10.4% on the week, still down 5.7% versus the same week in 2019. Ethanol stocks were up 3.2% on the week, still the lowest seasonally since 2014. Those stocks uh, down about 5% versus the same week in 2019. And again, I continue to use 2019 as a comparison because it was our last pre-COVID benchmark year. But ethanol overall is is has been better. I think this was the third best week of ethanol production in the what I would call the post-COVID era. The Fed moved up its timeline for an interest rate hike. The Fed uh, left its benchmark interest rate unchanged this month and did not offer any time frame in regard to tapering its monthly bond purchases. Officials indicated, however, that these uh, rate hikes could come to fruition as early as 2023. A lot of people watch this dot plot uh, deal, which uh, kind of indicates what Fed members are thinking. And the dot plot is pointing to two rate hikes in 2023 now. Uh, Fed Chair Jerome Powell was kind of uh, a little bit of doublespeak here in regard to inflation. Uh, in one quote, he said, Our expectation is these high inflation readings will now abate. But then he went on to say, that some of the dynamics associated with post-COVID reopenings are, quote, raising the possibility that inflation could turn out to be higher and more persistent than we anticipate. So I think this caught some markets off guard yesterday. And interest rates, is it's, all, it's been a huge debate among traders in every market on the planet for a long time now. Because if rates go up and the money is no longer free, there's a lot of things in a lot of markets that may be mispriced. And when that happens, we don't know, but it's looking like perhaps sooner than uh, some people had expected. USDA uh, will release its weekly export sales report this morning at 7.30. We're looking for minimal sales of corn and soybeans, uh, stronger new crop sales expected by comparison, but really nothing fa fantastic. On one uh, side note here that I did not mention, you guys, if, if you are planning on farming next year, uh, you've 
got to go and check out this video and podcast episode I did with my friend Chris Barron yesterday regarding early 2022 corn and soybean budgets. Um, you know, going into next year, you've got lower prices on the board, so lower you know prices of corn and soybeans available to you, but higher input costs. And I talked with Chris a little bit about some early projections, how things look. There's still money to be made, but maybe not quite as much as as you had thought. So this is an interesting deal. He runs through some spreadsheets. It's kind of a high level stuff. We don't get we don't get super specific here, but um, it's it's a good primer uh, if you're planning on farming next year. And I know a lot of you are. Cattle market had a nice day yesterday. We've really had kind of a breakout in some of these uh, cattle contracts. Cash cattle market is trying to creep up. Um, there's been some stuff in the north up to 124. Uh, south was 122 yesterday. Uh, we'll see if we can build on that. The box beef market actually was sharply lower yesterday. In the outside markets, the S&P's down 8. The Dow's down 50. Gold's down $61. That's a huge move in the gold. Silver also with a huge move lower. Uh, I think a lot of this has to do with the Fed and the rate hike talk. Uh, U.S. dollar is up. Euro sharply lower. Crude oil's down 11 cents, 72.04 in the July WTI. Bonds are up. Everybody have a wonderful day. I'll talk to you a little bit later.